So I'm really excited to have Shwari here. Um, thanks I'm, for coming, Shwari. Oh, that's not a problem. I'm, I'm so excited to be here and, you know, spread the word about what I do, especially in this amazing Wellington. It'll be so, it's so nice to have you. And I was so, um, so thrilled that um, we could have you and then looking and doing some kind of research about you and your work and to find out that you're still at uni, um, yeah. you're 18, which is pretty incredible and inspiring. So I'm really thrilled to have this opportunity to chat to you. So thank oh, you again for likewise. coming on. Awesome. Well, let us launch right on in and have a wee, have a wee chat about your mahi. So your mission is to make menstrual cups yeah. more accessible around the world and kind of reduce period poverty here um, in New Zealand um, and overseas and provide a more environmentally friendly alternative and just overall kind of break the stigma of periods and period poverty in our society. So those are some pretty meaty, yeah. heavy topics and um, it's going to be awesome just to get your thoughts um, on those. But before we launch on in, can you just tell us about who you are and where you're from, yeah. what's your background, what you're up to these days? Yeah, yeah so um, I'm a student at Victoria University. I'm studying politics and criminology. Um, as Katie said, I'm the CEO and founder of Morocco Menstrual Cups. I started it when I was 16, and it's just been an amazing experience. Um, yeah, so what I do is I try to sell affordable, sustainable period products because I saw a great need um, within the um, within the menstrual cup market and the period product market for affordable products. So I started my business under the Young Enterprise Scheme. And when I was looking at running a business, I didn't want to ha- start a short-term business. I wanted to start a business that had a long-term impact. So I thought of a conversation I had with my mom years ago And she wanted to start her own menstrual cup business, but she didn't feel like it was the right time. So I thought we're living in an era of progression, feminism, people embracing new period products. Why don't I be the person that starts this? So I came up with Morocco Menstrual Cups to sell affordable products because the problems I identified was that the cost of menstrual cups existing products was very expensive. So the average menstrual cup costs about thirty to ninety dollars, which is can be unaffordable for middle middle to lower income users. Um, secondly, I found that sustainability was a huge problem in that disposable period products make up five hundred tons of landfill in our environment, and to think about one menstrual cup having such an impact is just amazing. And then I wanted to tackle the issue um, of period poverty, which is to describe the circumstances in which someone can't afford um, period products and the impact it has on a person's mental and physical health. And I just thought, here's, I have the solution or part of the solution to this problem. I have the amazing New Zealand community and our ideas about helping people have period products, access to period products. So that's why I decided to start my business. And here I am, I'm here to discuss why I do it. That is so cool and amazing that that's something you've kind of taken on from your mum as well, like a real kind of family passion project. Um, And just incredible to hear you speak so eloquently about it. And it's obviously just something that's so much on your heart and that you really want to just support um, our community with. So can you just tell us a little bit more about um, the Young Enterprise Scheme and how that kind of like 
got you guys off the ground, how that works? Oh, the Young Enterprise Scheme has been absolutely fantastic for young entrepreneurs. And I think when we talk about high schools, we sometimes we want to talk about more creativity, more entrepreneurship, more innovation. And I think the Young Enterprise, who was based in, in Wellington here and across New Zealand, is doing so much for students I um, I started with the Young Enterprise in year 12 and they help students um, in the NCA start their own businesses. And it's a series of events. It's a one-year course. For me, it was two years where we pitch um, to a panel of judges. We do annual reviews. We go to events. And there's so many international opportunities and local opportunities with the Young Enterprise Scheme. So just the sheer amount of opportunities with the Young Enterprise Scheme has been fantastic. Leadership skills, networking skills. I just think it's it's amazing what they're doing. And to think that, you know, this year they had their first alumni awards and I was um, a finalist for the community awards is fantastic how they're supporting people beyond high school. That is very cool. It sounds such a good platform to get young people started yeah. and to give you an opportunity um, to branch out and and start your your works. Can you tell us a little bit about um, so Moraki, the name of your of your yep. business? So on your website, it means freedom of the body and expression, and aligns with your core values of feminism and gender equity. Yeah. Um, it says when you use a menstrual cup, you should feel free and unconstrained by society's stigma of periods. Can you tell us a little bit more about that term and sort of where it comes from and, and why it spoke to you? Yeah. So um, we. When I decided to start Morocco, I wanted to have a name that was quite elegant, elegant, something that people could, you know, have feel very connected to. So I chose Morocco because, as you said, I want people to feel unconstrained by using menstrual cups. And I think when we talk about the stigma of periods, which is something Morocco is also trying to tackle, we feel very constrained in the ideas of how we should manage our period, that it's such a taboo subject. And I think that what, with this platform, I really want to go deep into why we feel the stigma. And that's how I want people to feel, so unconstrained by using a menstrual cup. And the fact that people need to have access to period products with dignity, we all have the right to dignity, is something that really connects to the meaning of Morocco. That is very, very cool. Um, as you've talked about, so it's um, a serious issue and, and something that I wasn't aware that period poverty affects one in five New Zealanders, yeah. which is pretty shocking. Um, and as you've talked about a little bit um, in the intro, that it's estimated over 10 years using a menstrual cup could save someone sort of between four and five grand, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Um, can you tell us just a bit about how you kind of researched this area and how you found out about those statistics? And, and just if you're trying to address, you know, a particular group in society with your with your product? Yeah. So I did a lot of research um, with news articles, market research. Um, I did. I do quite a lot of work with the Period Place. Um, the Period Place is an organisation in Wellington that helps people access period products. Um, it's been like a journey, and you know, I do a lot of research in the field, so I talk to a lot of people, um, and the Period Place does a lot of research. So yeah, that's very cool, and it's just something that you, sort of, young girls and and women in our society, I think it's so important that they do have access yeah access to this and to and to reduce the stigma as you say um do you think how does kind of the stigma in New Zealand compare to overseas um have you yeah have you done any research in that area had any thoughts on that well on upon research I was shocked at how many 
people are living with period poverty. Uh, that's estimated to be about 500 million globally. Um, and if we look at New Zealand, that's one in five New Zealanders. It is a very big problem, but it's not a problem people talk about. It's something that we've all got to be very quiet about, we can't talk about. And when you look at to the issue, it's so common. Um, a, even in New Zealand, if you look overseas, um, 12% of girls in India don't have access to period products, and so that goes up to 65% in Kenya. And if this is such an issue in New Zealand, think about it globally and think about the impact of menstrual cups. It's one product. Mm. If you can use them, I understand that a lot of people may or may not choose to use a menstrual cup or may or, um, due to underlying medical conditions, can't use a menstrual cup. But if you have the opportunity to use a menstrual cup, I say go for it because A, you're helping you're helping the environment and you're also helping spread the message around people having access to period products. And I think that's something that I think a lot of people could get on board with. That's very cool to hear you yeah, speak so passionately about it. And um, it's something that you, yeah, you, you talk about a little bit um, with your with your work and you said that um, so menstrual cups they can last up to 10 years um, and save the environment for about 5,000 tonnes of disposable period product landfill which is shocking when I when I read that and I was like oh my goodness it's, that's yeah that's huge um, so that's yeah it's such an incredible saving you know to their environment and it's something that I think it's just so it's sad that we do have this stigma and if we've got a product here that we can use that is you know a helping the environment and b just yeah. kind of something that everyone can access um can you tell us kind of how your your products are made and why they're they're sort of so yeah so beneficial to the environment you talk a bit about more of that yeah um Morocco menstrual cups are made from medical grade silicone, so they're a biodegradable material. So A, your cups last 10 years, and B, you have a biodegradable product. Think about the environmental savings. Um, when, when we talk about menstrual cups in the environment, we, we need to think about the impact of it. If we were to look at how many period products we use in New Zealand, it could fit around the globe. Right, so just think about the impact that has mm. on your period products. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, and so you're sort of you obviously such a passionate um, sort of leader and and representative for women and girls in our society and around the world, which is so cool and something that we so we so need. You're um, when I was looking about your bio, you're, so you're also president of the Vic Uni Feminist Organization, yeah. which is very exciting. So you guys believe in the empowerment of women, just kind of globally. What um, can you tell us a bit about your role as president and sort of how you came into it, why it's so important, and just kind of um, activism and feminism just in general um, in that space and just yeah what you what you guys are planning as a group? Yeah, I've always been a passionate feminist, and I think when I chose to come to Victoria University, I knew that Wellington was the hub of activism. So I decided to join the, the FIC Feminist Organization and we believe in intersectional feminism in that everyone should have the right of gender equality regardless of race, sex, gender identity, socioeconomic background, colour and I think that's what our club has going for it. It's a really diverse club with amazing young women and we are so passionate about people talking about feminism and embracing gender equality, especially on campus. I'm also part of the Women's Collective, which is our huge rep group, and we work with a number of people to make sure that the voices of women on campus are heard. And I think that has a ripple effect because 
activism 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 is <laughs> known, it, yeah. <laughs> uh, activism is known to start in universities the mm-hmm. hub of so many students passionate students and i think that feminism is something that a lot of people could embrace you don't have to be a woman to embrace feminism mm. it's the idea that everyone should have the same opportunities regardless of race um excuse me gender and race as well because that's something that that plays into it a bit. Oh, yeah. definitely, yeah, because mm-hmm. women of colour, you know, they need to be included in the feminist movement. And, um, yeah, that's where I stand in that. I am really love being the president. Mm-hmm. We're, we had a pilot night last night at campus um, and we're starting a podcast called Once Upon a Feminist. Cool, cool title. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, which is great because, you know, we really want to let people in Wellington know about our club and the resources available for people and students across Wellington. So our first season is about reproductive health and well-being, and we're going to have about 10 guests um, on each episode Episode, talk about the resources available. So we're going to have Talk Peach on, hopefully a few like the Wellington Sex Worker Collective, um, Indo Warriors Otarawa, which the Morocco Menstrual Cups works a lot with, mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of other organisations to who we feel will help so many people access a lot of things that I don't think a lot of people know about. That's so. Oh man, it's so inspiring. Just talking to you, so you just. It's very cool that we've got people like you coming up in the in the generations, um, just to really support our our communities. So how you sort of balance running a business alongside your study and being president of this of, you know, mm. um the Vic Union Feminist Club and and just being involved in so many other aspects. It's very cool. So thank you. How does the day to day running of your business work? I work whenever I can, mm-hmm. but like it's my passion, so I don't think of it as a job. Of course. I think of it as something I just want to do, mm. something I can just do in between, you know, talk with people, send emails, contact um, organizations. I just do it whenever I can because it's more like a part-time job or sure. it's something that I can do within my free time. But within that, I also like to prioritize self-care, which I know that a lot of people, you know, struggle with. And I think that... I just want to tell people that, you know, you can do a lot in that 24 hours, but just make sure you prioritise yourself. Absolutely. It's pretty inspiring. Um, what would you say, um, kind of talking about the stigma that we've we've sort of touched on in a lot of different areas, but have you got any tips for just kind of how we can have those conversations with friends and family just about not just period poverty, but kind of touching on feminism and just how we can really, you know, talk about those challenging topics. You talk about them so so eloquently and so and just with such warmth. But how yeah, if you've got anything for our listeners if they are kind of wanting to have those difficult conversations, how can we do that a bit more? I, I understand how hard it is to talk about something that's so embedded in society in terms of it being a taboo subject. But I just say don't act like it's such a, a shameful topic. But I also understand that it's different for different families, people with different backgrounds. I would say don't hide your period products. Mm-hmm. I know it's a hard thing to do, but don't don't use euphemisms for your period. Just say talk your about period. it openly. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. Use menstruation. Use menstrual. Um, just say just period. Just all the terms. Yeah. Just all cool. the terms. Yeah. Don't use euphemisms. Mm-hmm. Um, don't feel the need to hide it. Of course. Yeah. Um, and just perhaps maybe talk about it with your close friends. Mm. Um, you don't have to. Um, you don't have to talk about it with everyone just normalize it that's what I'd say and I think normalization is different for different people sure so definitely just talk about it when you feel comfortable that's very cool and and try and try menstrual cup 
Yeah, and try to do the wee plug in there. <laughs> so um, if someone is looking to, if they've got any more questions of sort of for you and if, if they're wanting to, to try one or, or buy one, um, how can they do that? How can we, um, how can they get in touch with you and just find out more or buy some of your products? Yeah, so I have a website. I have Facebook and Instagram. Please follow me. I really would like to increase my base in Wellington mm-hmm. um, and order your cup. Our cups cost $20, which is That's far. not much at all. No, definitely, yep. which is far less than the average menstrual cup cost. Mm-hmm. Plus we really want to tie the, the the link between affordability and quality. Sure. Um, and I would say just, you know, give us a follow. Cool. I would really love to, I'm just calling all businesses, all organizations, um, all charities who would like to work with Morocco. We have so many options for you in terms of donating your organization donating or providing menstrual cups for people within your organization or we can help your organization or business help another set like a refugee um, a woman's refuge a refugee Mm. center we will really help you and your business tie within their core values to provide period products so just send me a dm send me an email Mm -hmm. email me and i'd love to work with whoever i can that is so cool. I think that's such a good um, a good way. Often it's we all want to help. We want to, and we want to, you know, give our time and, and 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 give money if we can. But it's just you know knowing who to give it to and what to do. And it's so lovely that you're so it's such a passion project for you, and you're obviously so approachable, and people can just talk to you, and you can sort of set it up and run it for you. Exactly. Yeah. If anyone's like, do you have a volunteer base? Is anyone looking to volunteer? Um, you know, could they come and join you in, in, in your work and support you? Yeah, I'd love to have volunteers. Just let me know. I'd always have a place for you uh, with Morocco Menstrual Cups. And if your organisations or businesses or NGOs want to work with me, I'm so open to that idea because Morocco believes in inclusiveness and working with every single person, um, regardless of anything. And we're just, I'd love to work with you. So contact me that's all just contact me you know I'm very open and I'm really eager to work with anyone that is very cool oh thank you so much well we're just wrapping up for time but maybe just a final question what would you kind of say your hopes and dreams are for your for your business and kind of for our community as a whole oh I'd love to see my product with more organizations and businesses and I would love to see my product in supermarkets Mm. what I want to do is spread the word about menstrual cups and have people more have be more open to the idea of trying it because I think when we educate people about the benefits of menstrual cups which is very big Mm. more people would be interested in trying it trying it and giving it a go sure yeah love to grow my business love to expand it and love to just be the menstrual cup business in Wellington I reckon it'll happen. It'll definitely oh, happen with your you. fashion and your growth. It'll, yeah, it's, oh, it hope. sounds really cool. Hey, it's been so good to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming in, and it's just been so inspiring as always. And for sure, um, please give Shwari a follow on Facebook and Instagram, and just yeah, get in touch with any questions, and please buy the products. And let's just yeah, really help to end end the stigma and just really support um, our community and women and girls as we kind of yeah as we go about our daily lives. So thanks again, Shwari. Oh, not a problem. And um, we'll talk to you again soon. And now we're going to play some music though thanks guys and we'll catch you again next time